0: You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com.
1: Animal Party is brought to you by Dog.com. For everything and anything dog, shop Dog.com today for all the top brands. Greenies, Frontline, Kong, Nylabone, Royal Canin, and more. Shop at Dog.com and use the promo code SADparty. S-A-D-P-A-R-T-Y. And get $15 off your order of $75 or more.
2: animal party with me your host Deborah Wolf. I'm an animal advocate, best-selling author and I'm the winner of Best Pet Radio in America for this show, a show I did on Animal Party. So you can look it up in the archives if you want to hear the best pet radio show in America from last year. Today we have on the show Marcy Kladnik and she's from Catalyst for Cats. She's going to be talking about a topic that's a little bit tough. It's animal abuse and cruelty. But we're also going to be bringing you some really good news stories because Marcy deals hands-on with animals in the trenches of cat rescue, and she's dealt with a lot. She's made the call, the call that gets an animal rescued or saved from terrible circumstances. So we're going to talk a little bit about the animals she's seen and some of the really good, beautiful stories of before and afters, where the before is horrific and the after is peaceful and lovely and a happy pet in a happy home. So we'll talk a little bit about that, but we're also going to cover some of the larger issues, like how does family violence and pet violence connect? What are children seeing? And and what we can tell you about that. So we're going to cover some tough topics, but some easy topics too. And I'm definitely going to give you some trivia to think about. Have you ever thought if your pets, have you ever noticed if your pets are right pod or left pod? Well, they're one or the other. And I'll tell you how you can test that out. The most dogs, the boy dogs, are left pod. And the girl dogs are right pod. I don't know why that is, but that's the truth of it. We'll see if your dogs fit the pattern. As far as cats go, they haven't done enough tests. We don't know. So test your cat and find out, left or right. I'll tell you how later in the show. And right now, we're just going to go to Marcy Kladnik, our guest. Welcome to the show, Marcy.
0: Thank you so much, Deb. It's so great being on your show again. I well, we have enjoy a tough it.
2: topic today, but I know you've got some good news stories. Could you share with me? One of these stories where you came across an animal that was just in a terrible state because of cruelty, and now it's doing all right.
0: Yeah, about a year ago, um, I got a phone call in the morning. Of, of course, it was a holiday weekend, uh, so I had to call Animal Control nine one one at that point because it was holiday, and they came out and um, we found a four um, four week old kitten that had had his eye shot out by oh some boys. God. Yeah, it. There was thirteen-year-old boys with BB guns, and they were using the kittens in the trailer park as target practice, which was really sad. Oh, um uh, anyway,
2: that's um, sad on so many levels. Because children, you know, children who do violence to animals, it's three times more likely that they're living in violent houses. So what does that say about all those boys? You know, the chances are huge that they're victims of violence themselves. And then it just goes and cycles and cycles. It's just terrible. Okay, well, what happened to this poor little cat?
0: Well, the the kitten was, as I said, was uh, four weeks old. Uh, He only weighed 15 ounces. Um, and so, of course, I rushed him to the vet, and uh, the vet was able to remove the eye and stitch it up, and everything was fine. And that. And I asked the vet, uh, since he was going, obviously had to be put under to have this done. I asked if he could, uh, she could neuter him at the same time. So this little kitten at 15 ounces was neutered, and he didn't have to go under a second time. So that was a really good thing too. So anyway, 15 I ounces.
2: Home. What what size is does this? Fit in the palm of your hand? This little thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. And they it shot so- it.
2: These boys shot it. That's just oh, nasty. Oh, man. They're, so, they're gone on the wrong track already. They need, uh-huh. These boys need help big time. If you know kids in your area that are doing stuff like this, you've got to call the authorities on them and point their parents at this because they may not even know that they're victims, but probably they are victims. You've got to get a handle on this, or they're going to grow up and become victimizers as well. So this is really serious Okay, Mm -hmm. so we're Mm going to take a break We're going to come back and talk more about this And do some more good news stories And I'm going to tell you how you can test your dogs and cats To see if they're right pawed or left pawed So we'll be back after the commercials. Stay tuned everybody This is Animal Party And my guest is Marcy Kladnik Stay tuned Don't
1: go anywhere Because the best is yet to come Stick around Go to PetMeds.com forward slash party P-A-R-T-Y to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more.
2: FTD's network of over 40,000 florists around the world have been creating beautiful handcrafted arrangements for 100 years.
1: Catitude, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. You're you're inside the VIP room with the hottest party in town. Back to the party. Let's go!
2: Hello! Welcome back to the Animal Party with Marcy Kladnik. We're back from our sponsors. Thanks for listening because they're the people who make this party possible. All right, Marcy, can you finish the story about the little kitten with the eye?
0: Sure. Um, I I actually had the rest of his litter with me, too, because there were five kittens that were involved with this, but only one was injured. So... Um, when the little kitten, I named him B.B. for Brave Boy and because he was shot with a B.B., um, he came back from the vet and he had this huge collar on, of course, and he wanted to be in with his litter mates. And it was really funny because when he would eat, his collar protected the food from all of his litter mates. So he was the only one. It was really funny <laughs> to watch because he could eat and nobody else could. Um, but I, I didn't let him be in there. Uh, all oh, the, time the, the cone day. collar. I see
2: what you mean. Yes. So when he put his head over the dish, it completely it covered the whole dish. Oh, what a little, <laughs> yes, yes, opportunist.
0: Uh, and it was so big. When he walked, he had to throw his head from side to side and he'd walk like oh. an elephant. It was. And to get into the litter box, he'd have to throw his head up and climb in. Uh, it, well, sometimes, you know, if you, do,
2: if you do have a pet that comes home with a cone, especially a cat, even though maybe normally you use the kind of litter that has a lid, probably have to take the lid off until the cone mm-hmm. goes back. you got to make things really easy for the animal because it doesn't like that cone on its head, and it can't maneuver the way it normally can. But it sounds like your little guy was so grateful that even the cone, he was doing fine. He wasn't getting sad and depressed. He was probably so relieved to be in a good situation, and not be in pain.
0: Right. Yeah, he was. And 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 uh, it, it's funny, because I had a, my old cat was not very tolerant of new kittens coming into the house for fostering, and he would always hiss and run off and everything, but he accepted this little guy. It was truly amazing. He just, he was so tolerant of this little kitten with a big cone, and he let mm-hmm. the kitten hang out on his rug with him. It was amazing. Oh. Yeah. So that was, who. and then he, uh, I took him to an adoption day just to bring in the people because people go, "Oh, what happened?" And yeah. uh, and I had I had two two families vying for him at the end of the day, and he wasn't even ready for adoption yet. So that he had a waiting list, and so he went home with a wonderful family. A
2: one-eyed baby cat. Got, oh, yes. That's amazing. Well, yeah, so there's hope. There's hope for these animals. Oh, yes. uh, it's such a tough subject, but there is something you can do about it. For one thing, if you suspect pit bull fighting, Okay. Say your neighbor has a big tough dog and it's always on a lead and it's always chained and it barks and growls and it's really menacing and every once in a while you notice it's got wounds and injuries. Or say he has a female dog and it's bred over and over and over again to another tough dog and there doesn't seem to be... There's it's, it's just a sinister feel about the whole thing and the people coming and going. If that's the case, then you should go to the HSUS website and report the dog fighting. Because if mm-hmm. your report, if your tip leads to an arrest... You're going to save so many dogs. You're going to prevent all kinds of violence within families, in front of kids. You're going to help in such a huge way. And you're also going to get $5,000 because that's how important it is right now to have people making the call. And let's talk about that a little, Marcy, because I know you've made the call, sometimes about cats, sometimes about horses. I've actually had to investigate previously when I did a different kind of work, uh, a dog cruelty call once and – hoarding calls twice and uh, it's not an easy call to make but you know what if you're wrong nothing happens there's no cost to this if you're wrong they go look they see that everything's fine you can sleep everybody can sleep the people aren't angry they're happy that the authorities are doing their job and they were able to prove that nothing's wrong there everybody's okay with that there's no cost to making the call but if you don't make the call what's going on in those houses let's talk to Marcy a bit I know you've made the call Marcy can you tell us a bit about that
0: it is a difficult call to make because you're always afraid of of uh, they're going to find out who it is especially if you know the person and and those are often the hardest ones to make when you when you do know the people because you're personally involved and um, and but you have to make the call as Deb said it's for the animals It's, it's innocent lives there it can be done anonymously, uh, do call or report to DHSUS, but also make that local call because the local calls are, are the ones that are going to actually go out there and investigate immediately Especially, because it is a felony in all 50 states. It's a felony. Um, so call
2: 911 and follow up.
0: Call 911 after hours are on, on the weekends uh, okay. or if it's an immediate uh, situation of, of animal abuse. But if it's suspected, if it's a dog chain or something, call animal control uh, during the day, um, your local animal control, and then they can get it in, unless it's a, an immediate thing.
2: You know, 80% of, uh, of domestic violence homes report that, um, you know, where there's violence in the homes, 80% of the people report that animals are threatened Harmed or even killed in those homes. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you hear the cat or the dog complaining and you make the call and you're actually saving a whole family. Sometimes it just leads to so much revelation. You know, sometimes they're, they're getting away with this. And there's a lot of people and animals victimized. They say that some women are afraid to go to shelters because they're afraid of leaving the dog or the cat behind with the abuser. And I want to make sure people know that because it is a crime, because this is going on, if you seek help, they will find foster homes and placements for your animals. So it's not a permanent solution, but you won't lose your animals, and your animals won't be euthanized, and they won't be left with the abuser. You can go to a shelter and ask for help with your animals. Take them with you. Take them with you when you go. But don't stay with an abuser and keep your kids in that situation because you're afraid of what will happen to the dog or cat. Hopefully we can get it all happening, and that person won't just go out and get another dog or cat and won't be able to get it yours. What do you think the most common form of abuse would be?
0: I really think it's abandonment of the animal, uh, especially in this economic time now. There are a lot of families that find it difficult to put food on the table for themselves, much less their animals. And they can't find a, a home for the animal. They don't want to take it to the shelters because they think it's a, um, they're going to be killed because that's what euthanasia is, is killing the animals. So they don't want to take it there. And so they think, well, we'll give it a chance and we'll just let it go. We'll take it out in the country, let it go, we'll let it go in the park. Uh, and that is actually very, very cruel to the animal because they are used to shelter and regular meals, their own territory, because even in your house they have a territory, and suddenly they're out and they have no idea where they are and who's there. And the local cats or, or dogs find them on their territory and they beat them up or run them off. It's just really sad.
2: You know, I've talked about this before, just because you, when you pull over and park the car and you look out in, in a forest or the farmland around the suburbs of your city and you look out and you don't see any animals, it doesn't mean there aren't any animals there, really. Mm-hmm. There's animals everywhere. It's really mm-hmm. dense. And so when you drop your poor kitty who's used to sleeping in your bed out there in the wilderness or you drop your dog out there it's in somebody else's turf and it either has to kill that thing or be killed by that thing fast. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that's a pretty serious situation. You've just put your little dog or cat in, especially if it's never fought before or it's never lived in the wild before or it doesn't even know that this is going to happen to it you know a dog might try and befriend a coyote and be lunch for the whole pack that's the kind of thing that happens it's true even a big dog you can't it can't fight a pack and it might not know to take down the first one it sees and make a strong show of aggression and it might not even know how to do that if you've got some kind of mutt with a retriever mouth it's not going to be a good hunter it's going to die it's going to get hunted it's going to be prey and all of the cats you know we think they're such survivalists and it is true they are but without help they're going to live a lot less. They might get diseases. They might get an infection and die from that. They might get hit by a car, which is a huge threat to them all. Mm-hmm. It's just not fair to put your cat through that. And I'm, I'm sure you see cats coming into your feral cat colony all the time that are really pets but they've mm-hmm. just been neglected or abandoned or there's cruelty and they run away.
0: Yeah, oh, we do see that all the time. That was another really good story, a feel-good story. Actually, it wasn't an abandoned cat, but we had a lot of fires last year in my in my particular neck of the woods. And um, during one of the evacuations, a family had to move into a hotel briefly for, with their cat, and the cat got out and was lost and was lost for months. And he actually wandered into one of our feeding sites of our, uh, where uh, our feral colonies. And because we have feeding sites set up, we can monitor the, the cats that come there. So we know if somebody new comes in. And this particular newbie had a call around, so he obviously uh, belonged to somebody. But it still took months because he was terrified um, for him to actually approach the feeder. And when... Uh, she did manage to catch him. She saw his tag on, and so we were able to re, um, reunite him with his family. So that that turned out to be fantastic. So sometimes abandonment is not on purpose. It's it's an accident. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're traveling, if you're traveling with your pet, keep them confined in the car because they can not escape. And then it's
2: confined and lock cages so kids can't open them. They can have the best mm-hmm. intentions and a cat can get out at a gas station or even a dog walking around at a yeah. gas station, there's antifreeze puddles on the ground that one lick could yeah. kill him. So it's really yeah. not the time to be off leash and fancy free or letting kids take charge of animals. On a trip you gotta be serious. You gotta really watch your rules and have everybody tagged and ID'd and microchipped and tattooed and all this kind of stuff, good fitting collars yeah. and harnesses and like I said, lock that cage. Don't just use a bag or a purse or something. Oh he loves his dog he loves his cat bed. No 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 no. <laughs> if you're going for a far journey, you need a proper carrier that, that closes. Okay, so we're going to come back, tell a few more stories. I'm also going to ask you about hoarding because people see it on TV and they see these people with, you know, 50 cats or more and dogs and feces everywhere and all the problems, and we just think how wrong that is. But we'll talk a little bit about that and how that factors into this whole abuse equation. I'm also going to tell you how you can test your dogs and cats to see if they're left or right pod, and since I started thinking about this, I've been testing some of my animals, and I've been surprised. One of my cats is left pod, definitely, definitely left pod, and I thought I thought most cats were right pod, but I'm I'm wondering what you all find when you test yours. Okay, so we're going to go to the commercial, listen to the sponsors who made this party possible, the people who paid for the lighting and the music and the great hors d'oeuvres and the kitty snacks and doggy snacks, and we'll be back after that with Marcy Kladnik to talk a little bit about hoarding. And learn how to test your own dogs at home.
1: Don't leave this party before it's over because the best is yet to come. Only losers leave the party early anyway. Party on, back in a few. At Petco, we really love pets. There isn't anything we won't do to make sure they're getting the best products and the best care. So when you ask us a question like,
0: So how do you feel about
1: cat condos? We can say from experience,
2: Feels like home. For her.
1: Enter the code PARTY10, P-A-R-T-Y, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com.
2: Hello? where have you been oh grandma i've been busy you know racing go daddy girl oh i built my own online store with go daddy really
0: let me see grandmas auction.com
2: hey what's those grandpa's golf
0: clubs mm-hmm. grandma needs her bingo money
1: use promo code party10 p a r t y the number 10 and get a .com domain name for just 749 at godaddy.com I love if you ask the question what do i want what do i need i'll take a back shot I, I need love
2: love my pets the new single by mark winter available on itunes
1: that's it you're madder than a junkyard dog and you're not gonna take it anymore your feathers are ruffled your dander is up and you've got a definite bone to pick
0: Talk Pets. Let's
1: Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> you're, you're, you're inside the VIP room. With the hottest party in town. Back to the party. Let's go.
2: Hello. Don't be tardy for this party. Come on back to Animal Party. We're here with Marcy Kladnik from Catalyst for Cats. And she's going to tell us about hoarding. How spay and neuter factors into all of this. And I'm also going to ask her about cat scratch fever. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so how does hoarding fit into this? When we turn on the TV and we see those people with way too many cats and dogs, and they've got feces and urine, and they're not taking care of them, and they're not vaccinated, and they're probably not spayed and neutered, what's going on with all that? Those people aren't bad people, are they?
0: No, they're not bad people. It, it starts out uh, all well intentioned. It it becomes it's actually an illness, and they are rescuing cats and dogs as they see it, and and they are they're, in many cases they are. But then it just gets out of hand when they end up with dozens and dozens of them in their home. They run out of space. They run out of money to feed them. Vet bills. Sometimes they even um, start feeding dog food to cats, which is that's really cruel because it's not, there's not enough protein in that, and they, the cats become ill, blind, all kinds of really bad things. But as I said, it is a form of illness. And when you see hoarding, or if you suspect hoarding, and you bring it up, I mean, it's usually family, close family members or friends that, that may kind of notice that. Or neighbors. How, Sometimes it or smells. neighbors. It smells. Yeah, they walk in and it smells. And if, and if you confront the person, suddenly they start uh, pulling back from society. Suddenly you can't go into the house. She'll, she'll meet you at the doorstep. Or I say she, I'm sorry. Uh, it's, I. For some reason, I think it's very often females that do this. Is it's the mothering instinct, I think.
2: I've noticed that, too. It's often women, and uh, sometimes it's surprising who they are. I've had a young, young woman who started hoarding basically the day her father died, and she was living in the Mm -hmm. same houses. And, you know, by the time that we were involved in the apprehension, along with the SPCA and a whole bunch of governmental authorities, by the time we got there, there was over 100 cats, and they'd been Mm -hmm. preying on the kittens, and uh, there was some Mm -hmm. awful sights there. And um, a couple of dogs, that wasn't too bad. Uh, Terribly neglected horses, though. Terribly, too. And um, if not for the fact that there happened to be an apple tree on the property and some wild pasture that was healthy and a dip in the land where the water collected, there's no Mm -hmm. way these horses could have survived. That was their water. That was their food. Horrible. No maintenance, no grooming. So sometimes, I mean, your call is, <laughs> you got to call this in. These animals are really, really suffering. It's it's not, uh, and the person just thinks there's no better home for them. They think that they'll love them more than anyone. You know, oftentimes it's someone maybe at your office or in your group of school parents that you notice is always adopting pets. Every time someone says, oh, I have a cat to give away or there's kittens at my house or whatever, they're like, oh, well, I'll take one, and they're always taking them they don't seem to be getting rid of them you know maybe someone who's very secretive about their home like you were saying or may have lots and lots of pictures of all different cats and they keep telling look this is my kitten this is my well how many kittens does this person have now if they have eight and they're living on a farm it might be okay especially Mm -hmm. if they're all spayed and neutered but if they have eight and they're living in a one-bedroom apartment and they're not spayed and neutered that eight can become a hundred very very fast so Mm. we have to really watch this and and the The price for the families living like this, or the person living like this, it's very toxic.
0: It is. It's uh, difficult for the animals, but, you know, it's actually very lonely for the people, too, because I think they take these animals in because there's something lacking and missing in their lives. Um, So if if friends and family try to reach out to these people as people, Rather than saying they have a problem, you know, the, the person needs help as well as the animals. Uh, so that's a, that's a big part of it. Uh, so everybody needs therapy, the animals and the person who's doing the hoarding. And, and, and that's the key to that, again, is the education and therapy.
2: So, so when I so, name yeah. an example of a farm with eight neutered or spayed cats, even though one or two might get out or might even live outside, they're not going to create more problems. They're going <laughs> to rodent hunt and do their job on the farm and they're not going to have generations and generations of cats but if you have eight cats and even one or two of them, even one isn't spayed or neutered, the moment you open the door to walk in, that cat's getting out when it's in heat or when there's a cat in heat around for it to impregnate and you are going to have unwanted kittens it's not one and one equals two it's one plus one equals six to ten, again and again and again and again and again over and over and over every few months, so it's, uh, it's extreme numbers, so that's why I think you're trying to say that spay and neuter is part of this picture of abuse, isn't it? The lack of it.
0: Oh, it is. Um, I, I actually just had a, um, a trapping experience uh, two weeks ago that all began because uh, the daughter of, of the caretaker, or the, of the, the woman, had given her a cat, a female, unspayed 10 years ago. And the cat was an indoor-outdoor cat, and the mom didn't seem to care. And the cat began having kittens. And, of course, she threw her kittens outside. That dropped them, I should say. Uh, She had them out there. And uh, so the kittens were all feral. And over time, over the last 10 years, this colony has gotten larger. There are not that many cats in the colony. That's only because of where they live. They live by a little creek, which is a highway for coyotes and uh, mountain lions. So all the kittens that were born or most of the kittens that were born were actually just fodder for the local predators they were also a road hazard because they were killed on the road so
2: well, you know what, though, that, that's just terrible because people might think, well, at least the kite, coy- you know, it's all in managing itself. But coyote populations are based on food source. So mm-hmm. as long as you have these cats there, you're going to get more and more and more coyotes. And that's mm-hmm. going to affect everybody. This is not cool. This is not cool. This is a hazard to the whole neighborhood. So I'm glad you're pointing that out. But the, the spay neuter, I hear it all the time. Oh, I'll just keep her in. Or, oh, she got out. What? Like it's a surprise that your unspayed in heat cat yeah. got out. It's a given you know they want to get pregnant you've got to either have a plan and a program and good 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 security and be breeding that cat for a real special reason with all the kittens spoken for or you're crazy you're contributing to an extreme overpopulation problem and why are you doing that to those poor kittens that's crazy it doesn't make any sense i see i see where you're coming from on this is listing this is as, as part of the abuse what's cat scratch fever i know you've had it now most of us just think it's a rock song What's yeah. cat scratch fever?
0: The bacteria that is in a cat's mouth and in the claws because they use the litter box and kill prey and everything else is pretty extreme. It's worse than dogs, I believe. And when the cat scratches you uh, when it, it or bites you and it, and it breaks your skin, then that bacteria obviously enters your body and, and you are now the host. And it is something you will, your hand, or it's very often your hand that is bitten uh, because that's what you're reaching out for to the cat. And your hand will swell up. You'll get fever, actually. I had a friend whose son was scratched when he was a small child. And he it took him over a year to get rid of the uh, symptoms from it.
2: Oh, wow. And-
0: but this yeah, isn't it's...
2: normal. Like when my cat and I are playing and I play too rough and I forget to use a long toy or something and he gets me or I'm petting him, petting him, petting him and then he sort of half bites my knuckles, nothing ever happens. Is that because they are healthy vaccinated or is that because I'm lucky or what's going on?
0: Well, I think your cats uh, your cats are pets though too and, and so they're. I'm sure they're cleaner than the ones, that, the ferals that are running around. Uh, right. You see this mostly with the ferals and if you work with, with wild animals because uh, that's what they are. You have to be more more careful, um, but uh, you can get it also uh, from pets. So mm-hmm. don't play roughly. And teach your children to play nicely with the animals and don't get them to bite and scratch you. you. Clip the cat's claws. If the cat does bite you, instead of pulling your hand away, which will rip your skin, push your hand into the bite and that forces the cat to open its mouth and release. So oh,
2: like a good. thorn yeah. or something. Like yeah, because of the shape, mm-hmm. I guess. Because the teeth are curved. Mm-hmm. I see what you mean. It's not like being on a skewer where you would just pull it off, or a nail. It's on something arced and curved, so you have to almost go with the curve. Oh, that's right. awkward. Like when right. you take a fish hook out of a fish, I guess you sort of go in that's and right. then out. Okay, right. I get that. The same, same shape, really. The hook and the and the tooth are the mm-hmm. same.
0: A cat also is used to the prey pulling away from it, so it bites down harder. So if you try to pull your your hand out, it'll want to bite down. If you push into it, it wants to release. So there, it's just, I don't Okay,
2: know. <laughs> I get what you're saying. It's instinctive for it, too. Is there something important you'd like to tell everybody before we turn this party over and let them know how to test for right and left pod?
0: Yeah, um, I think that we should touch on education, because education, I think, is the key to stopping abuse, and it should be and education begins with the children. I, I happen to have run across an article that um, was in last month 's Cat Fancy about a new program that a, a, a woman um, let 's see she 's Dr Christina Risley Curtis at uh, the Arizona state University, and mm-hmm. she she started a program, Children and Animals Together, or with the acronym Cat. In the early 2008, and she takes these young children, usually boys between the ages of six and seventeen, and she takes them into animal shelters and has them actually do hands-on and listen to animals with a t- uh, hearts with a stethoscope. They're trying to instill the reverence for life with this um, procedure, and it's and it's working. It's it's really. It's really working, because if you do hands-on, you suddenly realize that that you have a, a living being here in your hands, and it's not something to be played with or, or abused.
2: Well, you know, it's, it makes me think of the prisoner programs, where the prisoners get as much as the dogs get out of it when they assign seeing-eye dogs or other dogs that need advanced training to live in prisons for the beginning of their first year of training. It's It's good for everybody, win-win all around, you know? And of course, those are the prisoners specially picked for this. And they have to, they have to show nonviolent behavior in order to earn that privilege. But still, the, the tremendous benefits it has to everybody participating. So I could see how that would work. And, you know, when they look at the stats and they look at battered women in Wisconsin, uh, 60% of the time they say animals are involved in the abusive situation. Animals are victimized. And of, Mm -hmm. in those situations, 75% of those, the animals are harmed in front of children. And so Mm -hmm. you get how this is perpetuating and it's not the child may not act out against an animal the child may act out against himself or another child or there's all kinds of ways violence seeps out and continues and finds a way but I just want to alert everybody to this that you know the HSUS Humane Society of the United States is giving out the $5,000 reward for pit bulls the American SPCA is trying to get everybody on board they've got tremendous stuff on their website how you can see if there's a problem with your kid how you can see if there's a problem with your neighbor what you should do how you can do it without being in any way in trouble. If they're okay, then nobody's going to persecute them. So, but if they're not okay, then you're helping the victims in that household. So it's really, really important we all make the call. I think that's the most important thing the SPCA wants you to know is make the call. And I think Marcy would add to that, follow up on the call, right?
0: Yes, yes, do follow up on the call. And, and uh, start your own groups locally. I mean, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Start petitions if you, if you see anything Education, in this article, they do mention that in New York and Massachusetts that students are now required by law to have at least one classroom session on humane education. And I think that would be fantastic to go before your local school boards and ask to have that as part of the curriculum in the grade school. I, I and think for that most would people, really if
2: you have pets, model what you want. Show your kids that you never hit pets, that you're never harsh with them, that you're, that you're consistent with them and kind with them, that you worry about their food and water and shelter and shade all the time, that when they're ill or sick, you take them to the vet, that you only get enough pets so you can always afford their care. This is the kind of thing you're modeling. And then, you know, take them once in a while with you to the vet. Do things like that. Go to a pet store and visit. Look at the cats up for adoption who need homes. Talk about that. Like, keep it as part of their education. This is one of the ways where it's so easy to get a kid who doesn't want to read to read or a kid who doesn't want to do math to do math count the cats in the cages at the SPCA I mean there's so many ways because kids love animals they connect and the kids who are acting out and not properly with animals need this even more if you don't have animals in your home you need to get them out and interacting in positive supervised controlled ways with animals because you want them on the right path you don't want them leaning down that fork in the road and this is often the first sign they're going in the way of violence so I hear you're being called the way by a dog cat lady how's that happening in your home what kind of dog is that
0: oh i have a scottish terrier who is uh, she's my advanced warning system but she's persecuted also
2: persecuted scottish terrier with a big bubble above her head that says i am not a cat
0: No, she is an absolute uh, fantastic foster kitten whisperer, let's call her that. Uh, she She just takes in the feral kittens and she teaches them that it's okay. Dogs don't hurt her and they just adore her. It is the funniest thing to watch her play with them.
2: Well, everybody, if you want to know more about Marcy, you can listen to the show we did back in the archives. It's nominated this year. We've already won the uh, Award of Excellence in the Cat Writers Competition for Best Cat Radio in America. So we won that with that show with me and Marcy Mm -hmm. back on Animal Party. And we're right now waiting to hear if we get a medal. I hope we get a medal, but I <laughs> even, hope if we so don't, even if we don't, we're still rolling in catnip right now because we won, we won, and <laughs> Pet Life Radio won, and Animal Party won, and Marcy and I won, and so that makes us happy. That makes us strut dr- like happy cats, swishing our tails back and forth, purring, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so you can check that show out and find more, out. what you'll find there is more about what Marcy does with the colonies of semi-wild, wild, wild, feral cats that are living in our city. She's in California, and um, they're not as wild. You know, they're right there, right in your back laneway, right behind your schoolyard, right behind where you work. They're there, but they're not in homes, and she'll tell you all about that in the show we did earlier. And you can find more at Catalyst for Cats. Is that right, Marcy? Catalyst for Cats?
0: Yes, Yes, catalystforcats.org on the web. Yes, that's
2: it. All right, Marcy, thank you very much. I'm just going to tell them, after I say goodbye to you, I'm going to let them know how to test for right and left pod. So thanks so much, Marcy. Have a great
0: day. Thank you. You too. I'll talk to you later.
2: Okay, thanks for coming to the party.
0: Okay, bye.
2: All right, so that was Marcy Kladnik, and all her happy cats and her one dog are now trucking out of the studio. And I want to tell you how to test for right and left. Okay, so this is what you do. You find something your cat or dog really likes, Maybe a ball, maybe a toy, something they really want and then you tease them with it. Now, be careful you don't do something to your dog that is very similar to your shake paw command. So if you always make him sit, and then you always stand above him, and you always say shake paw, don't do that this time. You want to just have a natural response where you've got something he wants. Maybe drag the ball along the floor, and if he pounces on it, see which hand he's reaching. Okay, now, most animals will try with one paw a few times and then try with the other if the first one isn't working. But you'll be able to keep a tally. If eight out of ten times your dog uses its right paw, Or eight out of ten times your cat uses its left paw, then you know my cat's left-handed. My dog's right-handed. And as I was saying before, most dogs are left-paws if they're boys, and most dogs that are female are right-paws. I don't know why that is. I don't know what it is for cats. I'd love to get your feedback at Animal Party. You can always email us at the show and let me know, because I, Deborah, Pet Life Radio. If you test your cats and dogs and find out if they're right or left paws, I'd like to know. Okay, everybody. We'll be back next week with some lighter topics. It was great having you at this party. Serious topics, but some good news stories, too. Enjoy your animals and be good to your animals. Until next time.
1: Let's Talk Pets. Every week, on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.